Welcome to Everyday Yoga. Uh, this is me, Brendan Murphy, the founder and director of Shanti Warrior Yoga. Everyday Yoga is the podcast about uh, using yoga philosophy in everyday life. Um, today, I wanted to talk about the chakra system. And um, that's something that I think some people will hear and go, oh, yes, I can't wait to hear about this. And other people will will be kind of instantly turned off by it. And I get that. Because, uh, well, when I first started yoga, um, I have to say the chakra system meant nothing to me. And I just wanted to go along and do the physical exercises. Um, I didn't want to know about these kind of, you know, theoretical spinning discs of color that um, were supposed to be through the body. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know that that was what it was, to be honest. You know, when someone said chakras to me, I just thought about uh, the stereotypical kind of 60s hippies, you know, um, saying peace and love. And, you know, it's not to say that I don't think that the, the, those kind of people are great. And uh, and I'm probably becoming more and more like those kind of people as I get older. Um, but, you know, what I'm trying to say is that with the chakra system, it's one of those things It's kind of a little bit intangible. It's a little bit esoteric and, and difficult to grasp um, what it's about. And so I wanted to just kind of give you a little bit of a, a guide to that. Um, if you don't know what it's about, or if you do, um, this is going to be my interpretation of what it is. Now, I guess it's really important for me to say that you know, people people ask what what yoga is about, and you know, I guess you know you can go to one yoga class and get a completely different experience from what you get at the at another yoga class, depending on the teacher and the style of yoga that you have there, right? So, um, if you know a lot about Kundalini yoga, um, and the chakra system, then you might know more about you know the chakras than than what I do in terms of. Um, the history of it and the symbolism behind it. You might have a deeper understanding of it than I do, but whenever I was doing my yoga teacher training, m- my teacher told me to that, that it was important to find your own meaning for these symbols. And, um, but, you know, to be honest with you, I was just trying to find a way into it, first of all, when I started doing um, the teacher training so that I could pass the test and 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 you know write what they were wanting me to write on on, on to, to pass the exams you know to get the basic understanding of it um but as as you progress and as you grow and you learn and you you know if you if you i guess i'm always trying to grow and learn more about myself and the world around me and so you know, there's thousands of years of, of, of teaching behind the chakra system. And it would it'd be really arrogant of me to sit here and say, I'm going to give you the definitive answer of what it all means today, right? All I can do is, and all any teacher or any person, in my opinion, can do is give you their understanding of, of what they're talking about, give you the chakra system through the prism of them you know in the same way that any yoga teacher can only give you yoga through the prism of them and their understanding of it and i think what's important for people is to to find um 
the teachers that that resonate with them, the teachers that that they feel a connection with, that they can get on board with. And I think you know, for me, it's kind of like uh, you know the Rorschach tests. You know those ink blot tests when um y- y- you'll have seen those maybe in in movies or something. Um, if you haven't seen it in 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 real life, where they say, "Look at this image. What do you see?" You know, and it's just an ink an ink blot. Really, there's called they're called the Rorschach test, and and you see whatever you see in that image, and then that says something about you, right? Because it says what it kind of tells the person who's given you that test. Uh, the psychologist or the or the psychiatrist or whoever it is, or even just your mates if you're just doing it for a laugh, you know. Um, it's like looking at looking at clouds, you know. I'm looking at my window now and I can see um some clouds out the window, and you know if you've ever laid down and 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 on the grass and and looked up at the sky or even just looked up, you know, in your everyday life when you're walking down the street and you see some clouds and you might think, oh, that looks like you know, whatever it is. And I'm looking at the clouds now and I can see, it looks like a pigeon's head in one of the clouds. Um, um, whatever, that might say that I'm obsessed with pigeons, you know, that might say that, that um, you know, whatever it is, because there's so much information that comes at you at any one time. Um, listening to Jordan B. Peterson's podcast, I find this really interesting. He talks about uh, this, uh, by the way, if, if you're, you know, you want to know more about psychology and Jordan B. Peterson is a really interesting psychologist. Um, I recommend going along and listening to his stuff. And it's like anything else, you know, um, you don't have to necessarily, necessarily agree with everything that he says. And I don't necessarily agree with everything that he says, but he's a really interesting speaker and um, ha- has been a, a clinical psychologist before. And he talks about... Um, the fact that there's, you know, millions of bits of information, if not billions of bits of information coming at you at any one time. And you have to filter out most of it to be able to see anything. So, you know, for me to, to look at a picture, I've got a picture here of, of my niece in front of me and, um, you know, on a little picture frame. And for me to look at that, um, I have to ignore, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I, I can see, kind of understand that I'm ignoring all the images of the stuff out the window where the trees are in the sky and and uh, the little red light that's flashing on my USB stick um, on the computer in front of me or, or, or the books around me or, you know, the sound of of um, the heating. Yes, I've got the heating on because it's a bit chilly. I've got it, stuck it on for a little bit. Um so there's all those things that I've had to ignore to focus on that one thing. And that's only, you know, a tiny fraction of the stuff that's coming at me. Um, so what I'm trying to say is when you try to explain something, it's really only whatever it is that you're explaining through the prism of you, in, in my opinion anyway, right? So a little bit of a disclaimer. <laughs> The chakra system, this is my interpretation of it. This is my way into it. And it might give give you a way into it as well. And um, yeah, as I say, I think it's it's pretty, you know, it would be pretty arrogant of me to sit here and say that I have the definitive answer about what all this stuff means to you. Uh, 
you know, if I was to say that I know what this is right now, um, and and there's no other right answer to it, and everything else is wrong, then that's just I think that's ignorant, right? So, so this is my interpretation of the chakra system. Okay, so so let me tell you, for anybody who has no idea about what they are, these are little uh, kind of discs. So chakra. For, and is the Sanskrit word for for circle for wheel. Okay, and so if you've ever seen a, an image of um, the chakra system, you'll see little discs of light, discs of of color moving from the base, right from the pelvic floor through to the um, the area of the groin, and then you'll have the uh, uh, a yellow disc. So so the the first base is at the sacrum. Um, the pelvic floor muscles essentially that's a red disc then you've got uh, the orange disc around the, uh, where the sexual organs are okay then you've got a green disc or sorry um, uh, a yellow disc the manapura uh, around where the, the gut is the belly is the stomach okay you've got the green disc anahata the heart chakra um, and then you've got a, a blue disc around the throat vishuddha all right, then you've got moving on up the uh, indigo disc around um, the forehead, the space in between the eyebrows, the ajna or agna, depending on your pronunciation of it, chakra. And you've got a violet disc uh, just above the crown of the head, that's sahasrara, right? So I'll go through those again, but I'm just giving you an idea of what it is that I'm talking about, um, basically. And um, you might have noticed that that's gone through the color frequency, right? From in the same way that you go through the rainbow, you say red at the bottom, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, right? And then it rises up. And, you know, given that this is a system that's thousands of years old, uh, this chakra system, um, you might in my mind it, it it makes sense that maybe they've looked into the sky and seen the rainbow or a rainbow in the sky and thought okay so these colors rise and so if you step through those colors it leads you to enlightenment it leads you higher at least right so it, it makes sense to me that when they've set this chakra system up this system of moving from base needs right in the sacrum in, in the the root needs through to the higher level needs in the uh in the you know the sahasrara the the uh the thousand um petaled lotus this kind of symbol of enlightenment above the crown of the head um it would make sense that they thought, okay, well, that color red is closer to, to the earth and to the ground and the, the indigo, the violet, rather, um, color is, is closer to the heavens. Let's move through the colors in that way. And, you know, and in, a, in a system where you're talking about, you know, before you had uh, x-rays and, and the medical technology that we have now, this, and the ability to show pictures to people to understand the different kinds of um, internal organs, you know, um, the muscular system, 
um, the anatomy and the physiology understanding that we have now or that we have access to through our phones where you can just Google things or whatever it is. These simple colored symbols um, makes it more accessible, doesn't it? It makes it more kind of easy to understand. But you know, one of the genius things behind it is, right? So in, we talk about raising our energies in yoga, right? And the energies of the colors rise from red to orange to yellow to green to blue to indigo and violet, right? The frequency in terms of the uh, uh, in terms of the, the kind of light waves present when we see these colors increases as you move up that color scale, right? So that's, if you're talking about raising your energy, raising your frequencies, you're talking about raising um, the frequencies of the colors as you move through the body, right? So color, uh, the color of an object is, so this is from the BBC Science um, Focus website, right? So on that website, it says the color of an object is the wavelengths of light that it reflects, right? And then, from now, this is from the Duxter's um, Physics for Kids website, right? So don't judge now, you know, there's something to be learned. If you're, you know, your knowledge of physics is as basic as mine, then, you know, going to a kid's website, there's no shame in it. Um, so, okay, so going back to the BBC Science Focus website, the color of an object is the wavelengths of light that it reflects, right? And then on this Duxter's Physics for Kids website, it says photon energy increases as frequency of light waves increase. Photons are um, bundles of electromagnetic energy, right? So red does not give off so much energy. The color red does not give off so much photon energy as the color orange, right? And then orange gives off less than yellow, right? And then when you move up, Green gives off more than yellow, so you've moved up to the Anahata, to the heart chakra, okay? And then blue and so on and so on, right? It has more photon energy as you move up, so that the color um, violet gives off more photon energy, more electronic, ec electromagnetic energy than red, right? Red at the base, indigo at the top. So if you're talking about raising your energy and, and raising yourself, uplifting yourself, you're talking about raising, moving through that color scale, I think that's pretty amazing, you know, and that gave me a way into it, you know, to think about this chakra system as more than just something fluffy and, and um, you know, I don't know, just kind of arbitrary. Because it's not an arbitrary system, you know, it, it, it really has... Um, meaning on lots of different levels and as I say it's you know it's a system that's thousands of years old and for me you know or you to sit there and, and, and kind of dismiss it and go that there's nothing in it um, that, that's closed-minded right so and then you, you, you kind of just if you close your mind off to learning new things you're never going to learn anything that changes anything about your life. So if your life is perfect and you're happy exactly how it is, then fine, right? But if not, and you think that maybe there might be a way to improve um, 
at least one aspect of your life, then maybe there's there's something in this that you might take away from it, right? So there you go. So I'm a bit of a sucker for kind of mixing the the um the Eastern kind of intuition and 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 um the sense of feeling that you really get the you know the the intuitive stuff mixing that with the the kind of advancements that you might get in stereotypically um in the western and i know that that's you know not exactly right because you know you have a mixture of both and that's not to say that there's not lots of kind of scientific discoveries and and um developments that happen in the east and there's no intuition in in the west it's not that but you know what i'm saying right i'm, I'm i love that mixture of the science, the kind of modern science explanations about how, you know, going from red to violet, you increase um, the photon energy that's reflected off these colors. So when you're looking at a color, it's literally giving you off. When you perceive that, it's, there's electromagnetic energy coming at you. So that's why, you know, when you see somebody with a, a shirt that's maybe like wearing a Hawaiian shirt, you might think, well, that's quite a loud shirt. You know, it's, it's, um, there's, there, there is energy that comes off that, you know, and I've recently started trying to add more color to, to my wardrobe to, to try to, um, help me whenever I go into somewhere to, to give off more energy and it gives a better impression maybe to people, not, maybe not to everybody. Maybe some people are, are more sensitive to that kind of thing and they would rather that I dressed all in black. And that's what I was doing because it seemed to me um, more professional. Um, and also it was, I guess, when you don't want to be spending so much money, it's easier to think, right, everything's black, so everything matches. And I can mix and match together. Um, but I've still started wearing, to be honest, colours that, that clash. I used to wear bright colours when I was younger. You know, anybody who knows me from, from years ago will know that I used to walk around wearing, um, you know, like Rupert the Bear trousers and... Um, you know, to me, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this on the, on the podcast, but I used to have a pair of uh, purple velvet trousers, two-tone, that um, shone a kind of, in a certain light, a yellow. So there was a purple and yellow velvet two-tone trousers that I had um, that, I, that I matched up with um, a purple shirt and a, and a yellow T-shirt underneath it. So there you go. So, you know, I have, whether, whether you think that's a good thing or not, doesn't matter. And, and what I'm telling you is that, when I was younger, I was drawn to these colors, um, and I've loved, you know, I've always always loved the color purple, um, which is kind of like you could say that's like violet anyway, and uh, Prince has always been uh, one of my favorite artists, and so I've been drawn, to, he's always been, um, always had the color purple in the symbols that he has um, in some way. Um, you know, to to the point where he he calls he used to call his some of his fans um the purple hippies, and um you know I, I would count myself amongst those that number, but I guess when you get older sometimes you you become a bit more conservative in your in your dress and you start to limit yourself um to uh what would you say to other people's expectations of 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 maybe what you're supposed to be presenting as. And that's fine. Sometimes you have to do that. You know, you, sometimes you have to um, play the game a little bit, right? But, I mean, I'm a yoga teacher, so I can get away with uh, wearing these bright colors, and so I'm going to take advantage of that, right? So, you know, if you're somebody that loves to wear 
bright colours and, and, and is afraid of being judged for that. Um, you know, you, you can take maybe a bit of solace in the fact that the fact that you love these colours can be explained by the energy that it gives off. And, and you know, if you're walking down a street and you see somebody wearing a, wearing a tutu, a pink tutu, um, you're more likely to smile and whether that's in, in you know, a derisory smile or, a, or, or one of just joy. It's more likely to cheer you up than just seeing somebody walking down the street wearing all black, isn't it? So, whatever. If you want to wear a pink tutu, go for it. Doesn't matter who you are, right? That's the takeaway from this podcast episode. So anyway, so, okay, so back to chakras, right? Chakras are the system of energy. Um, well, let me, let me just define what I think the chakra system is for me, right? The chakra system is a way of helping to ensure that all of your energies don't center around one aspect of your life at the expense of other parts of your life, right? So these uh, centers of energy that go through the core of the body, rising up through the spine, if you like, from red to orange to yellow, to green to blue to indigo and violet eventually, um, they represent different things. They're placed at different parts of the body to symbolize different things. And... um, for me, I, I kind of see it as like a, like a, just a way of becoming aware of the different aspects of your life. I think it was a system that was introduced to just get you to think about other parts of your life and, and whether you're just doing one thing and focusing all of your energies and everything that you're doing is centered around that, you know? And it's, it's interesting to think of that, that word centering around something because these these circles these chakras are um said to be often swirling um so all of your energy can can be swirling around whether that's you know the root chakra which is to do with uh safety and security or or the uh you know the the uh the sacral uh chakra which is to do or sorry so you've got the root chakra which is called muladhara and then you've got uh, Svadhasthana around the sexual organs, right? And so you don't want all of your energy, everything that you're doing to be driven by your sexual desires, do you? Right? And then also you've got, the, if you move up to the Manipura, the yellow chakra, which is around the gut, um, which I think is about instincts in my mind. You don't want everything to be done instinctually, do you? You want to have a certain amount of, of measuredness in your life, right? So anyway, that's kind of what I want to talk about. I want to try and explain um, what the chakra system is for me in terms of the symbols behind it. Um, yeah. And, and, and try and give you a way into it or maybe you, if you already know about the chakra system, this is just my interpretation of it and see what you think about that, right? Okay, so going back to the basics of it, right? The root chakra okay, is called Muladhara, right? And, and it's tr- the translation of that from, so Muladhara comes from Sanskrit, uh, means root basics, um, depending on your, your interpretation of it. It's quite difficult to translate Sanskrit to, to English. Sometimes a lot of, a, lot of, a lot of times things can get lost in translation. 
Sanskrit is an ancient um, Indo-European language um, used in in the yoga practice. Um, so, yeah, so the muladhara, right, the root support around your pelvic floor muscles, right, the, the perineum, the, the, the very bit underneath in between your, your genital organs and your and your and your 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 backside your anus right okay so the muladhara the root support the chakra it, it represents physical safety okay now if you don't feel safe in your life um the, you're not gonna find anything else half as easy as you would do if you did feel safe in your life, right? So if you're under threat of violence, it's hard to think about um, recording a podcast, for instance, right? It's hard to think about writing poetry or um, it's hard to think about, you know, um, showing love to, to, to um, I don't know, to your, to your family, if you're if you're just under you know threat of physical violence then the first thing you have to do is is make sure that you you survive that right and you, you get away from that so that in in the yoga philosophy of of chakras is the most basic thing and you know these chakras um the chakra system you don't get the move towards the, the enlightenment the the uh, the crown chakra right um the the color violet just above the crown if you haven't fulfilled all these other things because you're not going to find enlightenment and uh, and a sense of freedom and uh fulfillment if you don't feel physically safe if you are not um if you don't have enough food to feed you or 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 the well, you have to feed yourself and or to keep yourself warm. Those are your basic needs, right? So in the chakra system, you got to fulfill the chakra kind of at the base and then move up to the next one. And then the next one, when that gets fulfilled and so on and so on, right? So first thing you got to do, in my understanding, right? Muladhara, the root chakra, right? Physical safety. Make sure that you are safe in your life make sure that you have enough food to eat right and that's what that is about and that just makes sense and if, you, if you're safe and 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 you you have food in your belly then everything else becomes a bit easier right so then you move on to the sacral chakra right the svadasthana right and that that color is orange um and svadasthana um can be translated roughly into english uh, to mean one's own abode, you know, or, or self-established, depending on um, which kind of translation you want to go to. But one's own abode, um, we're talking about around the, the, the genital organs here, right, the sexual organs. Um, to me, uh, one's own abode kind of suggests being um, kind of a centered around yourself being a bit self-centered yeah um and this chakra is about sexual satisfaction right now to fulfill this chakra you have to feel in in my understanding of it sexually fulfilled now look you could be celibate 
and feel sexually satisfied. But the main thing is, are you in control of your sexual urges to the extent that you're not causing harm to yourself or to others? Right? That could mean, you know, making sure that you're not, if you're with somebody, not cheating on that partner. Um, not because you have um, uncontrolled sexual urges to sleep with as many people as you want to do. Now, maybe you might be in a relationship where where that is is what you both want to do. If that's the case, then, you know, whatever. I'm not here to judge that. I'm just saying that it's like any aspect of your life. You don't want all of your energy to be centered around one thing. You don't want everything that you're doing to be driven by your kind of sexual desires, right? So we're trying to think about balancing the chakras out here. We're trying to think about making sure that all of your energy isn't centered around one aspect of your life at the expense of other parts of your life, right? So you fulfill your physical safety, right? Muladhara, the root chakra. The color is red if you're interested in that, yeah? Um, then you move up and you come into the Svadhasthana, the... Uh, color is orange. This is the around the genital organs. All right, the sexual satisfaction. Do you feel sexually satisfied? If so, right, then you can move on to the next area, right, to the next chakra, moving up into the gut, Manapura. Okay, and this can be translated to to jewel filled or or gem city, um, according to the translations that I've looked up. You might find other translations to that but what that says to me is it's talking about gems and jewels you're talking about your gut you know we talk about gut instinct being able to trust your gut your instincts there's jewels to be found there's little gems um of realization that can be found there if you can learn to trust your gut now in the same way you don't want to always be just acting on instinct Right, so you want to try to get to a place maybe where you're balancing this out, where you're thinking, right, I've learned enough about myself and the world around me in terms of what keeps me safe and what, so if we're working through the chakra system again, you, we talked about the, the, the root chakra, muladhara, and then the sacral chakra, uh, svadhasthana, where we're talking about the sexual uh, and and the physical safety, sexual satisfaction and physical physical safety. If you've learned enough about how these two things can be balanced out, then you can learn to trust your gut a bit more. Learn to trust your instincts. You have a bit more wisdom about um, these actions and how to keep yourself safe and the other people around you safe and not do them any harm, right? Okay, so then if you can do that, you can balance out the chakra there and, and get to a place where you're not always acting on instinct. Um, but at the same time, you're at a place where your instincts are more often than not correct. Then, you know, you can move on to the to the heart chakra, Anahata, right? And the color here is green. So the frequencies are rising with the colors, right? Remember, more photon energy given off by green than yellow so we've moved up to green now okay so if you can even see the color green in your mind you might feel like that's a it's a brighter color 
you might feel like it's a it's a more uplifting color maybe so maybe not right different people have different reactions to different colors but remember what the 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 kind of uh theory of color is behind that scientifically um you're talking about the frequency of the wavelengths increasing with the colors as we move up the chakra system um in the same way in my mind it kind of makes sense that maybe um you know the people who cre- created the system might have looked at the, the 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 rainbow in the sky and saw the colors rising from red to orange to yellow to uh green and blue and indigo and violet as becoming closer to to have the heavens right so the heart chakra being able to give and receive love um but again well that makes sense doesn't it you know we know most of us will will know and feel that love is a, a very important part of life but you don't want to be centering all of your, your energy on this do you you don't want to jeopardize your safety or the safety of those around you in the name of love right you follow your heart yes but use your head too right you, you know you don't want to um allow yourself to be manipulated you know just because you you love somebody or feel that you love somebody it's not always um the best thing for you is it you know i'm sure most people listening to this will have uh felt that they have loved somebody or maybe still do uh love somebody um but that relationship wasn't right for either you listening to it or or the person who you were with at the time and in that case of course well if it's not right for one partner then it can't be be right for for both um in my opinion anyway so yeah remember i'm going to take it back to the basic thing about what this chakra system is about the chakra system is a way of helping to ensure that all your energies don't center around one aspect of your life at the expense of other aspects right too much of anything is too much we you know i've talked about that before in the podcast so and we'll go back into it again so the next element rising up through the chakra system we've gone from the root right the uh the the uh perineum right the the area underneath the underside of the body here between the genitals and the and the anus you've moved up through um the sacrum right the base chakra here around where the uh where the genitals are okay the sexual organs we've moved up then through uh the guts right the 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 solar plexus area of the body um with that um uh the manapura yeah and then we've gone to the heart chakra anahata okay and you know around about where the heart center is supposed to be and know most of us will will, will know that that part and at the sternum here the chest plate yeah and the center is where it's symbolized in this system um moving up then to vishuddha the throat chakra right and Vishuddha can be uh translated to clarified. You know, Vishuddha can be translated from Sanskrit to English to mean clarified, right? And that makes sense, doesn't it? The the color here is blue, right? Purified, clarified. 
the throat chakra, being heard and understood. And uh, well, that's important to well being, isn't it? You know, to be able to feel like you're you can speak up when you need to speak up. Um, but at the same time, you need to know when to shut up and listen. And that goes for me as much as anybody else. And I know it's kind of ironic of me sitting here talking at you for how long, however long I'm talking to you through the podcast. But, um, you know, it's important to know when to, or to, to at least feel that you can speak up when you need to speak up. If something's not right, then you want to speak up against it. But then having enough balance in this chakra, having enough balance in your life that you're not always just talking for the sake of talking. That you're listening and, and, and taking on board um, other people's ideas, other people's feelings. You know, that's an important thing too. So then we can move on to Ajna or Agna, depending on... Um, I guess regional dialect a lot of the time it depends on how these these words are pronounced whether it's uh, different parts of of where these these ideas originated from um, and this can be translated to an enhanced knowledge right and it's around the mind's eye area this is the color here is is indigo and this is linked to higher thinking um, in my opinion anyway and my understanding as I said I'm explaining this chakra system as uh, through the prism of me through through what it means to me there's thousands of years of of learning and and um, descriptions and symbolism behind this you know I can't give you all of it um, but what I can do is give you a little kind of insight into to what you might gain from looking into this for yourself more right so Ajna, mind's eye. Um, this symbolizes ideas of maybe philosophy and and um, allowing yourself to philosophize in your life and to theorize about morals and ethics um, or other other intellectual things. Maybe um, writing poetry or, or or doing some kind of art. Now these things can enrich our lives. Um, and it's good to have these things, but as long as all or your energy isn't focused on esoteric things at the expense of of practical things like safety and security so these other chakras you know you need to make sure that you've got your sexual urges under control you need to make sure that your your instincts are are, are honed so that they're more often right than than not you need to be able to feel and give love you need to be able to feel like you can speak when you need to speak up and know when to shut up and listen before you can get to this place um, where you can do this um, higher level thinking or at least it will become easier to do this higher level thinking if you have built that basis these are almost like your foundations these these lower chakras these are when you have a more solid foundation in these chakras then the higher level stuff is more stable more able to to stand more able to um be supported yeah and so when you've done all of that, we come to the Sahasrara, right? The thousand 
petaled lotus. And this is supposed to be, well, the color is violet, right? And we're talking about the energy increasing. We're talking about rising our levels, right? We're raising our energies, um, uplifting ourselves, right? Maybe lifting yourself out of darkness, right? Lifting yourself out of ignorance and understanding a bit more about the world around you. And Sahasrara means thousand petaled lotus. And the lotus symbol, lotus flower is, an, is a really important symbol in yoga um, because it's, it's an amazing thing. And I, I love the, 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 the imagery of, of the lotus um, because the lotus flower grows and well, has its base, its foundation, its roots in the mucky, dirty water. Right, and it grows really well in the mucky, dirty water, and it comes up, grows the, the the root, the 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 stem grows through, the the mucky, dirty water, and only when it becomes, only when it reaches out of that water towards the light on the on the surface, when it breaks through, that water, then does the the lotus bloom on top of the water. Right, so. I think that's an amazing kind of symbol. It's a lovely metaphor, you know, that um that we have our roots in the darkness and the dirt and you have to come through all that muck and that dirt before you can bloom and blossom. And it's you know, it goes back to that it brings to mind the um the Oscar Oscar Wilde phrase, isn't it? That, that, that we're all um living in the in the gutters but some of us are staring at the stars. It's kinda of like that, I think, in my mind. You have to go through your muck before you can blossom and bloom. And maybe that's what this chakra system is about. Maybe you have to go through all of the, the muckier, kind of um, grittier, darker bits of making sure that you're safe, of making sure that you're not kind of overly driven by sexual desire, making sure that um, you're not always just acting on instinct that, that your instincts are honed to it in to a degree where where what you tend to do habitually doesn't put yourself or the people that you you care about in danger getting to a point where you feel that you can love and be loved you know then allowing yourself to to speak and uh, and um, learning when it is right to speak up and then getting to the place where you can, you know, philosophize and maybe getting to a feeling where you have a um, space for yourself to, to, to try and think about maybe there's a different way of doing things, you know, looking at the world around you and thinking that maybe there's things that I can change to make my life and the life of people around me better. Then you get the Sahasrara, the then you bloom, you can blossom, right? And it might just even be for a moment, right? One moment where you feel like you bloom, you've that thousand petal lotus opens up kind of around the crown of your head and you feel like your uh your energy transcends this physical body and you feel, you know, that flow feeling of energy. You feel like you're part of something bigger than than what you can just see. Um you know the theory is that you can only feel this kind of liberation when there is a balance of the in the chakras when when energy isn't just centered around one thing resulting in the blocking of energy uh, the blocking of of your energy to to another chakra um or aspect of your life and you know um in yoga symbolism 
then there's this kundalini energy, this energy at the base of your spine that rises up through all these chakras and then can pierce through the crown of the head and, and rise um, out of the body to become part of something more around you. And, you know, you can make it more of a simple um, thing and just say, look, it's like feeling like you're not alone and that you're not just kind of contained within this... Um, within your own head space you know you you can see and feel that you're part of something else and there's other people around you that you connect to that you feel a sense of uh connectedness right you get a feeling or maybe a sense of purpose and and you find meaning in life right and you know I've heard other people talk about this and, and, and I agree when they say that there's not one meaning in life. You know, when people say, what's, what's the meaning of life? I don't think that, that, that there is a meaning of life. I think that there is, there's meaning for different people in different ways in life. You know, some people have a calling to certain things um, because of, of what's happened in their lives and, and they want to make a difference and make life better for other people. You know, I have some uh, good friends who are who are paramedics and who've gone into those to, to that field because they want to help other people because they've seen how amazing um, the paramedics have been in, in helping um, people that they love and uh, help ease their suffering. And, you know, that's something that I really admire and, and respect. And it's it's a you know, it's a it's a really amazing thing to do that to find something but your meaning in your life well my meaning is teaching yoga you know and and bringing yoga to other people that's my meaning but your meaning might be i don't know being a parent your meaning might be uh being a being a chef making um i don't know car parts you know whatever it is if you find meaning in your life there's not a single thing i don't think anyway that is the meaning of life. It's about finding some kind of sense that you are making a difference. You know, if you can make, um, I don't know, break a braking system in, in, in a car that, that makes the cars safer and, and more able to stop uh, and not lock, you know, like an, an anti-locking kind of braking system or something, then, then you, you know, you can save people's lives that way. And that's amazing, you know. So find your meaning. But what the chakra system is there for is to try and give you, it's almost like a checklist of different things in your life. Are you staying, keeping yourself, uh, keeping yourself safe? Or have you got your sexual desires under control and so that you're not hurting yourself or, or other people around you um, as a result of those actions? Are your instincts honed? Uh, your habits, essentially, right? Habits and instincts are are very closely linked. So, are you trying to develop your good habits and and lessen your bad habits? Are you practicing love for yourself and the people around you? Are you learning to speak up when you need to and be quiet when you when you got something to to listen to and learn from? Are you thinking on a higher level or trying to at least about the world around you and what could change, you know, thinking creatively in that way um, about intellectual things like, you know, is the way that I'm thinking benefiting me and the other people around me? 
you know, it's kind of it's kind of like thinking about thinking, right? Awareness, mindfulness is that thinking about thinking, you know, assessing how your thought patterns um, are affecting you and the people or the world around you. And then when you get all those things um, in order as best you can, or at least in a bit more order, then you might experience a, a moment of, of enlightenment. And it's not that you sit in this enlightenment um, for the rest of your life. Then It doesn't work like that. You know, these moments of enlightenment are fleeting, you know, in the same way the bad moments are are, are fleeting, right? Or, or they might not seem like they are, but, you know, good or bad moments will pass, right? So if you're in a bad moment, understand that that's going to pass eventually, okay? And take comfort in that. If it's a good moment, understand that that's going to pass as well and try to enjoy it then and be in it and, you know, savour it before it does go. So having found that kind of sense of of, um, my own meaning in the chakra system, um, by the way, you know, if you if you want to go and look up chakra system online or on your phone, you know, um, do that, and you'll see see the um, the coloured images that I'm talking about. Um, and and you can even go back and listen again if you want to, because there's a lot of information there, isn't there? And it's hard when it's a visual thing to to um, to get it if you don't have an image in front of you. So. If you're not able to now and you wanted to go and um, whenever you get a chance, sit down and, and listen to this again with the picture of the chakras in front of you, um, you can do that. Uh, um, but, you know, so that's my way into it and hopefully it gives you a way into it as well. But what was really brilliant was whenever I discovered um, through my, so I'm, I'm studying a, a, a degree in psychology part time. Um, I've mentioned it before. Um, but just in case for those who, who didn't know, um, I'm really interested in, in, in trying to mix and, um, and understand and, and kind of bring together um, thinkings of psychology and, and, and yoga philosophy, right? And so whenever I was reading my A-level book um, recently, and, and, and by the way, you know, I'm not too proud to admit that I'm still reading my A-level psychology book, even though I'm doing my, my degree in psychology, because I didn't do A-level uh, psychology, so uh, I'm not arrogant enough to think that there's not something that I that I might need to learn, and there's not gaps in my learning. So I'm I'm reading this book, and so um yeah, the book that I'm that I'm looking at. Uh, let me just give you the the book title in case you want to look it up yourself. So it's the, the AQA Psychology for A Level Year One and AS book, and this is by uh, by Flanagan et al, and it's published by Illuminate publishing in 2015. I'm looking at pages uh, 120 and 121 here. Um, so having looked at all the chakra uh, system and kind of found my way into it, thinking, okay, it's about fulfilling these basic needs. And then when you've done each one of those, you can move up to the next level and up to the next level and the next level, or at least help support the higher level um goals in life by having a little checklist to be able to fulfill um, those things and support those higher level things with the the more basic stuff. Uh, I came across humanistic psychology, right? And so 
I was like, wow, this is, you know, and I heard this on another podcast um, called The Psychology Podcast. Um, so uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy who does that. I'm not sure. But if you look up The Psychology Podcast, this guy talks a lot about um, the field of positive psychology. And it um, has a lot of its basis in the humanistic um, psychology field. And I found this thing called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And I heard this guy talking about it on... Uh, on the podcast and I was reading about it in my, my A-level book, A-level psychology book. And it's, it's, it's really cool. So I'm going to read you the definition of, of what um, the hierarchy of needs um, is. So uh, in this book, it says the hierarchy of needs is a, a five-leveled hierarchical sequence in which basic needs such as hunger must be satisfied before higher psychological needs such as esteem and self-actualization can be achieved right and so the definition of self-actualization here is every person has an innate tendency to achieve their full potential this is how they describe self-actualization in the book it says um so every person has an innate tendency to achieve their full potential to become the best they can possibly be self-actualization represents the uppermost level of maslow's hierarchy of needs all four levels of the hierarchy or the deficiency needs must be met before the individual can work towards self-actualization, which is considered a growth need and fulfill their potential. Uh, humanistic psychologists regard personal growth as an essential part of what it is to be human. Personal growth is concerned with developing and changing as a person to become fulfilled, satisfied and goal-orientated. Not everyone will manage this, and there are important psychological barriers that may prevent the person from reaching their potential, right? So I was like, ding, light bulb, okay? So this is what I have been trying to figure out in my head. This is how the chakra system works for me, and this is, now it's expressed in kind of similar way uh, as what I was thinking in the humanistic psychology uh, field through Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So I was like, oh, brilliant, this is... And, you know, and then that kind of really, I had made the decision at that point to try to do the psychology degree or to do the psychology degree um, <clears throat> and, and, and to try and bring together the, the field of psychology and the yoga philosophy. And this was like, wow, brilliant. Okay, so what I've been thinking about, the, the chakra system is expressed in this way where um, I'll go through the five layers of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, um, and, and it's... He, They've drawn a, a helpful little uh, diagram here, and you might want to look that up for yourself online if you look up um, Maslow's hierarchy of need pyramid. Um, so the, the base level, the, you have the physiological needs, so being safe and warm, right? Uh, well, having enough food, really, is what what's, um, he is, is kind of saying here, actually. So the physiological needs is having enough food, for example, right? And then the next level after you have enough food, right? Okay, what's the next aim? The next thing um, that you can uh, try and uh, achieve to, to step up towards self-actualization? Well, safety and security, right? So you have enough to eat. Are you safe and secure? You're not, you're not in danger of, of, of physical violence, right? You're not um, kind of, I don't know, gonna, gonna um, be... Um, hurt when you when you go to sleep right uh, and if you have that then you can move up to the next level you've got love and belongingness right so a sense of 
um, feeling part of a community, um, being um, loved and, and loving someone else, right? And then if you have that, you have physiological needs, you have, they're met, right? You're, you're, you have enough food, you have your safety and security, you have maybe, um, you know, a roof over your head and, or at least, um, um, you know, you're not in danger of, of, of physical violence and threat, then you have love and belongingness. Um, so you love someone or at least they love you, right? Um, then you have self-esteem. You move up, move up to self-esteem where you consider yourself worthy of investment of your own time, maybe. Maybe that's the best way to express it. Self-esteem is worthy um, of self-love. So maybe the love and belongingness element is about loving someone else and then the self-esteem element is about loving yourself, right? And that's an interesting concept as well, you know. It might be easier to love someone else than it is to, to love yourself, right? And then when you've done that, then you can move up, move up the self-actualization according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, you're able to imagine and create something that's never, maybe never been done or or perhaps is not essential for survival, but that enriches your life and uh, the life of, of people around you. So I thought that was amazing. For me, that was a bit of a light bulb moment. You know, I, I as I say, struggled to get into the chakra system to begin with. I wasn't interested and it didn't mean anything to me. I wanted to be able to do all the kind of spectacular um, acrobatic yoga postures um, whenever I first came in to yoga um, you know I mean it actually when I think about it now it was really about injury prevention that I went into yoga for um, so it wasn't really about the acrobatic stuff if I'm being fully honest you know but it was um, that was it was about the physical just about the physical kind of fitness and health element to begin with and the other stuff was was kind of I could take it or leave it. In fact, I wanted to just leave it, really, to be honest, to begin with. Um, but the more you kind of look at this system, the more it becomes, well, the more I become amazed by by the genius of it, the, the depths of it, the layers and levels of it. And, and how, you know, I guess it seems like a simple system on the face of it. But simplicity is genius really isn't it when something just works simply that's genius in my opinion so do yourself a favor go and have a look if you haven't already at the uh an image of the chakra system to see what i've been talking about if you want to go back and listen again with that in front of you do that it'll make even more sense to you get maslow's hierarchy of needs look at that um you know, look up if you're interested in the scientific stuff that I've been talking about. What is photon energy? You know what this is. You know where 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 light kind of bounces off things. You know, going back to that BBC Science Focus, the color of an object is the the wavelengths of light that it reflects. Um, you know, and, and so colors. When you see colors, it's literally electromagnetic energy being bounced toward you. Um, that's amazing, you know, and for me, I guess it comes back to, to being amazed by, 
by the world around you, the, having that awareness of, of that there is much more to this world and there's much more to you than what you can just see. If you can open your eyes to that, then you get closer to, to some sense of, of meaning, maybe, some sense of purpose in your life. And, um, and those little moments of enlightenment, those little moments of, of, of joy, um, it's not something, it's not a state that you live in. Happiness and joy, are, they're not states that you live in. Nobody kind of does that. You know, I don't, don't think even, you know, people who are, are, are monks or, or, or who live um, and claim to, to have those, you know, the Dalai Lama, I'm sure he doesn't live in a constant state of enlightenment. I'm sure um, sometimes he has to, um, you know, d- he'll get annoyed at people, you know, and that'll and annoyed at himself and he'd be bored sometimes and that's that's how it goes, you know. So don't be thinking that anybody walks about in a state of enlightenment all the time. Just try and have that little checklist in front of you about the different things that you have in your life. Make sure you're trying not to center all of your energy around just one aspect of your life at the expense of another um, or other parts of your life and then go from there, see where you get to. All right, so I'm going to leave it there. Just want to remind you that if you want to support the podcast, you can do. Um, you can go to uh, become a patron of, of the podcast if you fancy doing that. So um, essentially, if you were uh, to see me and think, oh, I'd, you know, I'd buy that guy um, a, a pint or a cup of coffee uh, once a month um you know for the for the podcasts that he's putting out there if this is if this is giving you some kind of if you're finding some sense of meaning from this and some kind of help from from what I'm doing here you know you can you know please help me to to carry on doing this because it's um it's one of those things where where um I have to work like anybody else and I have to prioritize paid work um, at the minute, I'm I'm not having to study and do all my assignments and everything for the psychology um degree that I'm doing, um. But when it comes back to doing that, I don't know how often I'll be able to do these podcasts. I'm trying to do one a week, um, whenever as best I can. Um, I was trying to release one last week, by the way. Um, talking about the uh crossover between kung fu and yoga with um one of my uh one of my friends she who I teach yoga to uh she's a former uh Great Britain representative uh um in kung fu um went to the finals of of the uh, the world championships um in that field we weren't able to record it last week and that's why they didn't release one last week but I'm going to be doing that and recording that with um with Josie my friend um on friday hopefully coming up and then release that for next week so um so yeah i'm trying to do one a week uh for you i'll i'll if it if this becomes something that's um financially rewarding as much as it is um kind of uh you know mentally rewarding you know uh, as much as it is emotionally rewarding i love doing this and i'd love to carry on doing once one a week um, and that is more likely to continue and that's more likely to happen if um, people like you go along and, uh, and become a patron of this podcast. And you can do that by going to the uh, Patreon uh, website. So that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com forward slash everyday yoga. That's one word. So Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash everyday yoga. And you can... Um, 
you know, say for instance, it, it's done in dollars because it's an American website. Unfortunately, that's the only way that that I can do that. But if you wanted to contribute, um, you know, convert it from you know, say I don't know what what would it be two pound a month or something like that for for a for a, a cup of coffee or something like that two fifty whatever it is and whatever it is in dollars if you want to give that a month that would be a big help to me right if not and you don't want to pay for for that and, and and you can't afford to or whatever it is just want to keep on listening that's fine you know perfectly fine that that's that's great but if you could um at least go and leave a review on um on iTunes or 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 Spotify I don't know if you can leave um reviews on Spotify um, but if you could go and leave a review somewhere and say that you're enjoying this or share this or like this, subscribe to the podcast, um, that all really helps as well. Okay, so uh, I'll leave it there. Again, it's uh, Brendan here, Brendan Murphy, the uh, founder and director of Shanti Warrior Yoga. And um, I'll leave you off with uh, how I usually sign off. Uh, kind thoughts, kind words, kind actions. Try and apply those things to yourself as well as to others. Namaste.